This is Bellator Colloquium, a podcast of the Bellator Society. Bellator in Latin means warrior, and a colloquium is a conversation. We at the Bellator Society are online warriors for the true, good, and beautiful, and this podcast is our conversation about all those things and so much more. Meet us here weekly at Bellator Colloquium and at bellatorsociety.com for content that will hopefully lift you, inspire you, comfort you, and make you feel a part of our Bellator Society. and warriors and welcome to podcast number seven. Fran and I are coming at you today from our respective hometowns. Fran's in Nashville, Tennessee and I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are delighted that you've joined us today and we think you are in for a really special treat. Today on the uh, Bellator Colloquium, we have a guest. She has contributed for us um, as a guest blogger, but she is a singer and songwriter in country music and she lives in Nashville, Tennessee. She's from North Carolina, though, so she's a Southerner at heart. You can find her playing in various venues around town, showcasing her own music as well as music she's written for other artists. As a cradle Catholic, A, she's in good company here because we're all cradle Catholics. (laughs) She strives daily to incorporate her faith into her work as well as her social media presence, which I know I am excited to hear more about. She works with various Catholic small businesses to promote a faith-based lifestyle, while working in a secular world. And you can find her on all the social media, and we will make sure that we put um, her accounts in our show notes so you can follow her and check her out. So good morning, Kelly. Hi, Fran. Good morning. Hi. Hello. <laughs> We're sitting together we in are. my kitchen, very yes, close to one are. another. It's kind it's of crazy. crazy. It's you're, in, you're in it's Fran's home crazy. studio. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's very fancy. I, cl- I cleaned up the joint. I wiped off the muffin crumbs yeah. for her. So, yeah. Very impressed. So I love, Tracy, that you mentioned Kelly's uh, social media presence because that was something that I, as soon as I met her, of course, I did some internet stalking because that's what people Obviously. do now. Yeah. <laughs> 2019. And her Instagram is beautiful. Oh my gosh, thanks. So beautiful. So Thank anyone you. who hears my voice today, if you are, you know, hanging around on Instagram, you need to look up Kelly Seidel music. Yes. Um, and it's just, it's just beautiful. And she's done a beautiful job of, um, of incorporating, um, her face with like normal life occurrences. (laughs) That's such a goal for us, right? I mean, to, to incorporate our faith into our lifestyle. So one of our hashtags that we use is Catholic lifestyle. So, I mean, our goal is to figure out ways to make, um, our Catholic faith and the beauty of our Catholic faith, uh, more of a presence in just our everyday life and our everyday world. And so I'm so excited to hear how you do that on social media, because, um, normally that's not, that's not what you see on social media. Yeah, so much. No, sure. I, I think for me, it's, I, I kind of last year, I, I was just posting music stuff and I've always just posted music stuff. Then all of a sudden I was like, well, I'm over that. I'm just going to post whatever I want. But I've realized if you don't make a big deal about posting Catholic stuff, no one like thinks anything of it. So mm-hmm. it's just, it literally is just a part of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you don't like make a big showing of it, people just, people just accept that as like a part of who you are on social media. And so I don't, I don't know. 
I love that. I want to yeah. jump back a little bit and talk about the music industry though. Yeah. Because like that's where you're coming from. Yeah. Coming at you from Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. And doing all that stuff, which isn't, you know, Catholic Central USA. That is accurate. <laughs> that, is, that is true. But it's another thing where if if you don't come at people from a way that they're feeling judged, mm-hmm. if you don't have the same lifestyle or make the same decisions they're they're fine if you come at it like horns blazing like guys let's pray a rosary before our writing session they're gonna be like (laughs) okay girl like cool cool your jets um but if you if you just act like a normal person they're gonna they're gonna treat you like a normal person and so it it doesn't need i i'm very much into like leading by example mm-hmm. and just like, don't, I, I think people feel the need to like make excuses for their faith a lot. And if like, just don't just live your faith and people. That reminds me, that reminds me of that quote that I love, but has always, who is, I'm not sure who it's attributed to. Cause now I've kind of forgotten now that I'm on the spot, but apparently it is actually not an authentic quote, but I still like it. It's the quote of uh, evangelize. Yeah. People say it, say it, Francis Assisi, but it's not. Yeah. But it's not. But I still, I still <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> evangelize it with your life and when necessary, use words. And I think right. that's probably your great example of that. Um, just living your life authentically, living your yeah. life joyfully and not, not maybe shoving it down people's throats. Right. Um, I think that's, attractive and it's beautiful and people usually I've always felt like and I've even done it to other people I'm like I want what she's got I want what you know that couple's got or whatever it is and it's usually because they got Jesus (laughs) and they've got yeah exactly they've got a faith that's alive and that that's just attractive without even being able to put your finger on it necessarily well and being in the music industry I don't it's fascinating to me that people do it without God. Mm. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is such an industry of like ups and downs. And if you don't have some sort of solid foundation to fall back on, like I would be, I mean, it, it, it crushes your self-esteem a lot of times. Yeah. It, It just tends to do that. And so if you don't have something like deeper than just you, Mm-hmm. like people tear you apart. And so you have to have something more than that. So it, it, it kind of breaks my heart for people that I know don't have that background because I don't, I don't know what their foundation is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. So when you uh, are as a musician, um, obviously there are things that you do or things that, that you seek to feed that creativity. Mm-hmm. And then obviously as a Christian, we also are, you know, we do spiritual reading, yeah. go to mass, you know, frequent sacraments and all mm-hmm. of those things. Do you find that there's a Venn diagram going on there? Like, are there things that you do that feed both of those aspects of your life? Or do you feel like you just do whatever you do and mm-hmm. it's, you know, in, it's integrated in a way that, you know, when, when you feel creative, creatively alive, you're also spiritually alive, or does creative, does, does spiritual dryness make for better creativity? Like what, how, how does that work That's for you? That's a really good question. So, so it's interesting because artistry 
and songwriting are two very different things to me. Mm -hmm. When I am writing as an artist and I'm writing, I, I don't want to use the word selfishly, but selfish, like for myself, like there's no other, like I'm not writing for anyone else. I'm writing for my own work. Then I have to be creatively inspired. And usually that goes hand in hand with being like, I'm, BFFs with the Holy Spirit. Not that's not accurate. I'm not always BFFs with the Holy Spirit, <laughs> but I'm drawn to of all the, you know, persons of the Trinity. Like the Holy Spirit is my go-to because I feel like the Holy Spirit fosters my creativity, and I can pray to the Holy Spirit before I go into a writing session or anything like that, and like pray for, pray for inspiration. And I feel like that's where that comes from. But as a songwriter. It's interesting because you you have to learn to not always be inspired and not always be creative. And yeah. it's very much just it's a, a muscle and it right. Yeah. And so you have to learn the difference between writing in like an emotional sense as an artist and writing in like, okay, it's my job. Like I'm gonna go in and we're gonna talk about this and then we're gonna come out with a song and that's that. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, if I'm if I'm trying to write from like a creative standpoint and I'm dry spiritual, like it's not going to work. Okay. It's just not. So, so the dark night of the senses or the dark night of the soul is not your jam. <laughs> no. Yeah. Because you often think of like creatives as being a little brooding, a little, yeah. you know, just. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm super emotional. <laughs> like I'm a mess. <laughs> but, but if I'm not like, I, I at least have to be like praying about it. And it's usually yeah. like, like things can't be like perfect or there's nothing to write about, but I, I can't be ignoring my spiritual yeah. life and expect to get a good product. I have a question because I feel like Nash, I've always felt like, and this is an outsider's perspective. <laughs> I've been in Nashville like twice. Um, and I've loved it both times, but, um, you know, you look from outside in and I feel like Nashville is pretty friendly to Christian artists and Catholic yeah. artists and things like that, but it's still the music industry and it's still entertainment yeah. industry. And so I'm interested in what you had to say about, you know, those who maybe don't have a faith, um, mm -hmm. what, what is their foundation? But then on the flip side, do you, do you ever feel like, like you're stigmatized a little bit for, for being a, a practicing Catholic and, um, do people, people who are maybe just other of other faith traditions, other Christian traditions. Um, do you feel like they have the same, um, feelings or is that a known thing? I mean, I'm looking for some insider Nashville <laughs> oh, music. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think that there are a lot of times, but I mean, with Catholicism as a whole, I feel like people who don't understand Catholicism automatically look at us as judgmental yes. like and and in reality we're not right. if you're doing I think if you're doing Catholicism the correct way like you're not and you're taught to not be judgmental you're taught to love everyone and not necessarily be like condone things that are wrong but to love that person right. through the because I do things that are wrong every day and I would want someone to love me through mm -hmm. it and not necessarily love what I'm doing wrong, but um, I, 
I've completely lost where I was going with that. (laughs) Do you feel stigmatized or even compromised? Oh, well, so sometimes I do feel like I have to overcompensate on like, but I'm still not. Cool. Yeah. Like, like, guys, like, I'm still really fun. Like I promise, like we can go get a drink after this. Like it'll be, it'll be great. But, um, but no, I feel like once people, and that's the cool thing about getting into a writer's room, especially with people that you've never written with before is it's literally like a therapy session. And so once you start talking to somebody and somebody realizes that like, you're not there to like, shove Jesus down their throat. And like, that's not what I'm here to do. I'm help, here to help you like write a song as an artist. Um, then it's not, it's not once, once people realize you're harmless, like <laughs> it's usually fine and people don't have a problem with it, but it is, I think it's just the fear of the unknown when you don't know anything about that person's religious background. Yes. Yeah. I don't you don't know. know what to expect because we are, yeah. I mean, we're kind of victims to the stereotypes anyway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, let's not, let's not kid ourselves. The Catholic church's press hasn't been. I know. Stellar. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and actually in 2000 years. Yeah. <laughs> We've had, had some that. ups and downs. <laughs> I like to think we're on the upswing. Yeah, exactly. Sure, yeah. Surely we're on the upswing. It can't, can't get much worse. So like, you <laughs> can only go up from here. I loved in your piece that you wrote for mm-hmm. us, which was um, titled A 20-something, um, and it was in our uh, our series on young adulting, Catholic young adulting. Yeah. And so thank you, first of all, for writing that Oh my us. gosh, yeah. Because I want to give a little backstory there. I went to Kelly's house for a Blessed Is She brunch that she hosted yeah. at her darling home like Aww, she's thanks. not just a musician this girl can decorate a guys i am perfect <laughs> I, have everything, I have everything in my life under control so thank you for thank you for playing that out you're welcome uh, but uh, super darling there were tons of people there though like there were so many people did you expect that many people to no. show up in no. your home no okay and and my home is small yeah um but it was really fun. And I, I knew like probably like five of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> and wow. so there were a lot of people that I didn't know. Um, I was one of those people that she didn't know who just showed up at her and door it was so great. with a little salad. And people left the food and yeah. I was like, you can Thank leave you. food at my house anyway. Thank you people. Yeah. Yeah. But I knew when I went that this was a special girl. And so I was like, huh, she has things going on. She's interesting. I want to talk to her. And so, Aww. you know, when we were doing our Catholic Young Adulting um, series, I was like, you know who would be really good for this? <laughs> I got a girl. Kelly Seidel <laughs> from Nashville, Tennessee. I want to have that girl class and stuff. Oh my gosh. Because um, she seemed to be doing it well. I mean, you, you seem to be. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank and you. I loved in your piece the line, um, I'm a little too Catholic for non-Catholics and not quite Catholic enough for the good Catholics. Could you sing that refrain to me over and over again? Because I think we all. It's my life motto. Yes. Yes. And I think so many of us have feel that tension, yeah. you know, where we want to be normal human beings in the world, yeah. walking around, doing our grocery shopping yeah. and drinking our coffee and mm-hmm. or wine. Um, you know, or do, cognac. Do, yeah. <laughs> Which is wine. Did you know that? No. Tracy and I just returned from wine country. And so we're basically experts you guys are now. are so cool. And, <laughs> and we learned that I'm not a, I'm not a hard liquor girl. I just, it's not, it's not my thing. Actually, I might not be a wine girl either. <laughs> I just have to 
lay off the alcohol. Like, I thought I could drink a glass or two of wine and be fine, but I just get so tired. Oh, just get so need a nap. Yeah. So needing a nap. We all need a little And nap. it's hard when yeah. you're doing tastings and you're starting at 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so by noon, you're needing the siesta. siesta yeah. For sure. But what we did find out, and this is a total like rabbit trail, is that, is that cognac is distilled wine. Isn't that oh, lovely? Yeah. I think it's just lovely. That's I don't know why it, it intrigues me, but yeah. yeah. So you can drink cognac and still love Jesus, basically, right. is yeah. what we're trying to say. Um, but you do, especially in Catholic circles, you know, get get the vibe that maybe you didn't do that last novena with the rest of us. Yeah. Or, yeah. oh, did you forget to abstain on Friday? Yeah. Oh, I free all the oh, time. Oh, man. Sure, yeah. You know, yeah. and, and so we do, I mean, while I do think that there is a measure of, um, of stere stereotypicalness or stereotyping right. um, with, with Catholics, we also really earn it sometimes. Yeah. You know, in our in our little Catholic bubble circles where, you know, we forget that there's a whole world out there that we are called, mm -hmm. not just invited to evangelize. Yeah. We are called to evangelize right. them. And how are we going to evangelize them? How are we going to engage them at all mm -hmm. if they feel like every thought we have is, ooh, yeah, not good enough. Yeah. Right. It's just hard. It's yeah. just a, it's a hard tension. So how mm -hmm. do you in your life balance that? Or do you or do you or is it like uh, is it does it change? Has it changed? Well, okay. It, I, I'm struggling to balance it. Mm -hmm. That is what I'm going through at the moment. Um, but for me, and a lot of this has been coming out in like dating mm -hmm. and Catholic dating, Catholic dating and just regular, like it's all hard. And so it's really hard to meet a boy in the wild. Like it just doesn't, it just doesn't really happen. Like it's not a thing. Okay. And so you turn to dating apps. Mm -hmm. And so if you're on Catholic match, but you don't bail at mass, you are not Is desirable. Is that something that you tell them from the beginning? Like I well, am a you bailer. Would, you, I, Apparently, people put that on their profile. Really? I would think that's like a little down the line, yeah. like when you're whatever. <laughs> but and then, but you get these messages from these guys. Well, what? Who's who's your favorite saint and why? And I'm like, that's your pickup line. Like you gotta, <laughs> like, you gotta revamp your plan. Buddy. Like this is why. You're like I'm telling you right now. Like that's not the way. To do it. So, but it's that sort of thing where like, it's just all Catholic all the time, which I am a Catholic. Like that, that is the center of my life. But like, you also need to learn how to interact with other humans. Yes. And so then you go the route of like, okay, I'm gonna go on Bumble, which is one of those swiping apps. Well, okay, that's cool until you meet a guy that finds out you're Catholic and he's like, oh, well, I don't want anything to do with that. When in reality, like, I'll go out and have some margaritas with you and we can have queso and we can talk about music or we can talk about football. I love football. We don't have to talk about Jesus lips the first time. Like, I'm not a girl that goes on a first date and is like, well, what are your thoughts on God? Have you, you know? considered converting? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like, no, like, how many kids do you want, and are you willing to raise them in the Catholic Church? Wow, like, that's yeah. not my, that's not that's my go-to question. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, and so, it's it's just, it's such a weird thing to try and figure out how to just be like a normal 
person because I also think it's, I mean, I grew up and mom, if you're listening to this, I love, my mother is wonderful. My father is wonderful. I love them. They are the greatest people on earth, but I grew you know, you can't watch MTV. You can't yeah. do this. You can't do this, which I understand. I totally get, but again, it was like a fear. Like people are afraid of Catholics, but like Catholics are also afraid of like the outside world, oh, I absolutely. feel like. And I really think it was one of my mom's biggest fears for me to actually work in the entertainment music industry because, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be a whatever she thinks I'm going to be. And I'm like, mom, no, like you can, you can find a common ground with people that like, don't have the same beliefs as you. Like it, it, you like, I, I don't know. And so I'm, I'm struggling. I'm still working on the how to not be too Catholic, but just be Catholic enough. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think it's a, it's going to be a work in progress. <laughs> I think it is a work in progress though, until you die. I mean, don't you think, I think your faith journey is a journey and it's, it's the journey from birth and baptism till your heavenly, you know, eternity, your eternal life. And so I, I think we all relate to that because I have friends like my college girlfriends are just the sweetest, most wonderful group of friends, but I'm the only Catholic. So in that yeah. group, but they know it and they respect, they respect it and they listen to the, the podcast and they read the blogs and they're the most supportive group of friends, but I'm super, super Catholic to them. And then you go kind of to other circles and it's like, well, it's been more than two weeks since I've been to confession. So I'm a little yeah. bit on the outskirts, you know, yeah. um, but it's my journey and it's my, yeah. you know, faith journey. And we, we'll never do things exactly like everyone else. We are not going to raise our children exactly like, you know, all of our friends raise their children and we are not, but that's what's right for us. And that's what, you know, we've taken to prayer and we, we feel called to do in my daily prayer, literally Lord lead me, show me what you want. Give, show me the path because that's the path I want to walk. And sometimes I kind of, I think I want the Lord to maybe just drag me down that path so I don't mess it up. And then other times, I mean, I realize that it's just, it's a walk of faith and, and in your, I think with a pure heart. And if you're in, if you really are trying earnestly to, to do what you're being called to do, then, um, then that's exactly where you're supposed to be. You're going to, you're, you're never going to be the most Catholic and you're never going to be the least Catholic. Yeah. And the same thing that I tell my kids, like, you're never going to be the smartest. You're just not, right. but you're a smart kid. Yeah. I mean, there's always going to be someone smarter. There's always going to be somebody, you know, behind you. You're a great tennis player, but you're, you're, there's always going to be better tennis players. There's, there's always going to be people underneath you. And, but that's your, it's your path. It's your journey. And, um, I think the goal is to try to not compare ourselves, you know, to others. We hear that all the time, easier said than done. Mm. Um, but I, I can't imagine though that dating in 2019 is probably taking it to a new level. <laughs> oh, it is, it is, uh, it is a beast uh, world out there. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Interesting human. Yes. To commune with. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 
I do. I do think that. And again, you were, you were so insightful in the piece that you wrote where you said um, you were talking about just like what being a young adult is like. And I loved it. You were so funny and like your characterization <laughs> of it. Um, but you said it's also the stage in life where you can get really lost trying to find yourself. Mm -hmm. And I know that you were talking about young adults. Yeah. But you were talking about all of us. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Every single one of us. Because that is a constant just like maturation process. Yeah. Which I think so beautifully um, uh, it coordinates with the spiritual mm -hmm. life, right? Yeah. But we're never, we, we've never arrived. Right. We don't really ever know who we are even mm -hmm. in Christ, you know, until like we see him face to face and, yeah. you know, that that's it. Mm -hmm. So we're always kind of journeying yeah. like that word. We're on a journey. We're on a journey. But we're always like moving yeah. in a direction where we're trying to figure out like who we are in the world, who mm -hmm. we are in Christ, who we are, you know, just in a composite way. Mm -hmm. um, and that's such a, that's a hard reflective exercise yeah. when you really focus in on it. Yeah. And I think that um, going back to kind of social media stuff, mm -hmm. like you get lost in like who you're supposed to be, yeah. what you're supposed to look like, because you talk to anybody, mm -hmm. I'm sure in your industry, yeah. even in the Catholic ministry world, yeah. like they tell you, oh, you need to be aspirational, but yeah. vulnerable. Right. And you need to look this way. Yeah. And you need to be relatable. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm, I mean, like, I'm just yeah. getting gassy and nervous thinking about what that yeah. means. Right. Like it's too yeah. much almost. Right. So how do you find that balance? Or, you know, what, what does that look like for you? Well, and I, I think as, I mean, specifically talking about millennials and like young adults, we're taught that we have to be like unique and find your truth and find like, you know, whatever, whatever feels right to you and all this stuff. And like, I just feel like we're, there's such a disservice because we're taught that like, if, if you're not like, overly something then you're not enough yeah yeah and like and, and it it like you can't just like be like a normal person mm -hmm. who like wants to like grow up and like be a mom mm -hmm. like that that's not that's not, not enough. enough no it's not good enough and like and I very much am obviously like I'm I'm a, a songwriter and so I'm very much of like the dreaming mentality and like I've always had had something that that I've wanted to do that was like kind of out of the norm but some of my best friends just like they, they want to be a mom and I think that's amazing and I want to be a mom but like I think that's amazing to like have that be your goal and so it's it's weird to be in this place where like if you're not over the top something, then you're automatically not enough. Yes. And like, and then you have to like go to the faith and realize that like you're, you, but here's the thing about the faith though, that now I may, I may be wrong. Okay. So you can, I, you I'm can happily, if I'm, I'm wrong. happily corrected all the time. But I, I feel like we were not like created to be enough. Mm -hmm. And so we were created to like need God yes. and we were created to like crave him and to need him. And there's like this empty space that unless you're like going to God and like getting that, then you're not ever yeah. going to be enough. And so it's a weird thing of like, 
in in the world you're not it's it's just a whole it's a whole thing and i don't i don't know no a hundred percent it's it has set us up on a um false pursuit of perfection yeah that that is apart from god i'm actually right. reading a book on this very a topic called uh, the heart of perfection by uh colleen carol campbell and i think i said those in the right order sometimes i don't know if it's <laughs> Campbell, Carol, or Brenda, but um i've read one of her books before i'm in i'm in the middle of her second book um which is again called the heart of perfection and in it, uh, she talks about this idea that we really are on a track as a society yeah. um, and individually mm -hmm. to try to be that that perfect vision of what we think we should be, yeah. ignoring the fact that we were created imperfect human beings. Like right. we, we were, we're not God, yeah. right? And so we, we will have weaknesses, we will have faults, and it is in those right. that we can be sanctified. Yeah if we acknowledge them. Exactly. But so many of us yeah. live lives where we are trying to like tuck that away. Nobody look over yeah. here in this little dark corner. Yeah. Um, you know, please, please don't look at the mess that I am right yeah. now. Just look at my Instagram. Yeah. You know, just right. look at all these cookies I have baked yeah. or, um, you know, how beautiful whatever is. Right. You know. Well, and that's, so I was, I was going through this great transition. This is so perfect. Uh, I, so in January, I went through a breakup and I sat there and was like, I'm mad because I can't be like, I can't act like I want to go out and like, I, I have to act like I don't have the desire to go out and get drunk and go home with somebody. Yeah. And when in reality, I know that's not good for me, so I'm not going to do that. But and it just, was never your plan. Right. Like, I'm not, <laughs> that's not really the option. Mom, chill out. Like, I'm not doing that. But, <laughs> like, but I, I feel like it, as, as Catholics and as Christians, we are taught to act like that's never even thought in our mind. Yes. And, and that's why people look at us as thinking we're holier than thou and we're, we're, we put ourselves on this pedestal. And so I, I had written this song called, I wish I smoked cigarettes. And the whole, <laughs> the whole it, it does sound funny. It's not actually, that's it's actually kind of sad, but, but the whole thing is about like, I, I want to do all these things, but like, I'm not going to, but I hate that people act like that's not something they want to do. Because again, you're a person. Like just because you're a Catholic person doesn't mean that you don't mm -hmm. have these desires and have these cravings and have these temptations. I don't know. Yeah. So in her book, this is like, again, we're like in sync. And about this this right. I love this passage where she said, letting go of perfectionism frees us to pursue real holiness, not its self-righteous counterfeit. Yeah. When you're a spiritual perfectionist, there's the strong psychological incentive to deny your faults and mistakes. Like I don't even yeah. have these temptations. I can't imagine what it would be like to want to do that. Yeah. Or, you know, I find all of my solace in, you know, prayer and meditation. Yeah, like shut up. that's <laughs> <laughs> to relate to and right. I'm sure there are people who are way holier than I am oh, who that maybe is their way sure. of yeah they are far ahead of me on yeah. the path yeah yeah but their but, journey yeah exactly yeah. their journey is yeah. a little bit <laughs> further down the road but it, it's hard to and again you end your piece with we can't change the world if we're not a part of the world yeah and so there has to be that that vulnerability, that um, often that authentic witness to even the faults and weaknesses of humanity, for sure. that that gives people hope. Like, 
I can, I actually could be a Christian if this is what Christianity looks yeah. like, and these are broken people who are imperfect. Maybe I maybe I could be one of them. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they would love me too. Yeah. And I think you know you hear the criticism often of I'm not a Christian because they're hypocrites because they're yeah. doing all these things and they're in church on Sunday and it's like no no, no that's why they're a Christian because they're fall we fall short every day every weekend sometimes but it's now I'm sure there are some hypocrites and again because the the Christian you know faith is not a perfect faith um, and we have a lot of imperfect people and we're all imperfect people and some of us are more than others but I do think that considering calling Christians hypocrites because they're sinful is sort of hilarious because that's the point. Yeah. (laughs) If we, if, if if we didn't need God and if we didn't need, um, um, his, you know, grace, and if we didn't depend on his grace, then, um, yeah, yeah, we, we wouldn't, we wouldn't need to be there. Um, and on another note, there's a, there's a mom in my son in my daughter's school. She's got a son and they're in the same class. And I saw her one day after mass and I can't even remember what we were talking about. And she said something like, she just looked at me and she said, Tracy, I'm the world's most okay mother. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, good for you. Cause what a relief yeah. that she must have to be like, I'm never going to have the homemade treats for the teachers and the, this and the, that, but I'm, I've come to terms with, I'm going to do my best and my best is probably not going to be what these moms do. And it's not going to be quite as bad as maybe some of these moms. I'm just, I'm good with average. And I thought you have found the secret to just peace. I mean, she, she is a, and she was teasing me like I'm taking applications. If you would like to join the okay moms (laughs) club, (laughs) I'm not there yet. I'm trying, I'm falling. I try to make those treats. Well, and you know what? I think that that is also a beautiful way that God uses us in the world. I mean, again, we are called to, you know, the way of perfection. I mean that, but not perfectionism, like not the, not the, the, um, the exterior sense that you've got everything together, Like the way of perfection acknowledges I can be perfected. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like there's work here to be done. Yeah. And, and also I feel like that is such a beautiful evangelical tool that Mm -hmm. that we could have in our pockets. Just like you said, that mom did it for you. Like you immediately related to her. Like, yes, I can talk to you. (laughs) I can look you in the eye, but it, but it began with her. And I think that's where we all need to start when it begins with you. Like you can forgive, you you can accept, like, I'm not going to look a a certain way all the time. I'm not going to feel a certain way all the time. And by no means will people see me the same way, you know, in, in that perfect, um, that, 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 that vision of perfection. And once you've accepted that that's okay, then you're more likely to reach out to others and accept their imperfections. And that's, I mean, that's the only way we're going to bring people into Mm -hmm. the fold, right? Is by saying, you look like us. Yeah. We're the sheep and you smell like us. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love, I love this because I think it's so true. And I think it's a comfort, um, just for people's hearts and souls. And, um, hopefully we've brought some comfort to yeah. people today. And we always end our podcast in our Bellator last little bit because Tracy and I never can stop a conversation. In fact, I'm not even saying this is the end. Yeah. This may go on. <laughs> But we always kind of, you know, just talk about um, our, things that are on our mind. It doesn't have to do with anything that we have talked about in this podcast. Yeah. Just something to share. Trey, do you have something on your mind this morning? 
I do. And I'm stealing from you because we, like Fran said, we went to um, Napa recently with um, some of our other friends from Little Rock when we all lived there together and had the best time. And at one of the stops, we had like a little picnic and, you know, wine tasting and they packed a picnic deal. Well, Fran being Fran brought a game and I think this game should be shared with everyone. It's a Catholic card game, but it's basically like apples to apples or cards against humanity, but it's a Catholic version. And Cleaned so, up a bit. But it's <laughs> so hilarious. So if you have never heard of it, which I had not, um, Google it, find it, buy it. It's just a super fun game to play with, you know, friends and have some wine and it gets pretty funny. It does get really funny. I do want to do a disclaimer. I didn't actually bring it on this trip. I introduced oh. it to the group, oh. but it was Brooke Glover's game. And I only say that because she also had the expansion packs, which I do not have. Brooke Glover. <laughs> she is a genius. Overachiever. <laughs> she is. She is She's so okay. She's better than okay. Yeah. <laughs> She's what we're striving to be. Yeah. So I will say my last little bit is, uh, so we got back from California on Monday and uh, last night, we record midweek. And so last night was the last night that all of my family was together. And I mean, like all of my children and my husband together yeah. for a dinner before we deliver our eldest to college. Oh my gosh. Uh, and so we were like, gosh, what are we going to do on this last night that we're all together? Yeah. And so we went and had Mexican because that's our solid <laughs> choice. I respect that. So did you we, cry? Um, did you cry? I got a little bit weepy, especially just kind of looking around the table. And I think two of the boys were like bickering about something. And I was like, I'm going to miss this. <laughs> But y'all, um, oh. y'all pray for me. Uh, this is a this is a time of transition and journeying, journeying. <laughs> letting yeah. go, letting go. But you know, hoping that that I am not enough. I know that I'm not enough. But hoping that what we've given our son um, was at least enough for him to turn to the one who will make everything good and better. Yeah. Um, that's that's my last little bit before I cry. <laughs> <laughs> so Kelly. I have a last little bit for you. Yes. <laughs> Would you play us a song? I will. Yay! I will. We're so excited. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm trying. I'm still okay. Well, so I'm gonna play you guys a new song. I wrote this with some friends of mine. Um, I had this title for a while because so my family is a beach family. Yeah. We every year go to the beach. It's just what we do. And my dad could be so grouchy, so stressed out from work, but the second he gets to the beach, he's like a kid in a candy store. It's like nothing can bring him down because he's at the beach for the week. And so I wrote this song about that. Um, it's called The Coast is Clear. And you like it. About 200 miles in, so it's gonna turn into sand. Got a week's worth of our lives in the back of that minivan. We passed that old surf shop, knew we were getting close. Packed SBF for sunburned skin, but to worries back at home. Sun, it could be out, rain could be falling down. But none of that matters, right about now. Carefree because that it coast is clear. 
catch him, yeah, we had to throw them back. But we held them like trophies, couldn't wait to show my dad. So the clouds were rolling, and we'd sit out on their porch. Count time between the lightning strikes, and Mama always said, it could be our rain, could be falling still. But none of that matters, cause right about now we're tucked in our bunk beds. We got four days left, time to spend way out here where the coast is clear. Now I'm a little older and that surf shop's closed down. Still pack up my pickup and head it out. Could be our rain, could be falling down. None of that matters. Just right about now, we're racing to the beach, running at bare feet, living carefree because You gotta look her up on any place you can find your music. On, oh you're on Spotify, right? Thanks. Yes. Okay, you are on iTunes. Yes. You are definitely on Instagram. You want to find her Instagram immediately. It's Kelly Seidel Music, and it's beautiful. And she does such a good job of incorporating her faith and her yeah. life and her music and her artistry Aww. and her beauty. And little, and keep little going. Just keep going. And your photography is beautiful. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Thank you for being with us today. Of course, thank you for having me. This is so fun. Thanks for joining us today on Bellator Colloquium. Please look for Bellator Society on everything social, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And if you like what we're doing here on this podcast, we would love for you to share that with us. Rate us on iTunes to help us get the word out and share, share, share. We cannot wait to chat next time right here on Bellator Colloquium, the conversation for online warriors for the true, good, and beautiful.